Letty went on in that small, crystalline voice that belied the deep, rich sound her throat produced when she sang. And whispering something. Then you definitely should have woken me. Nonsense. Astrid drained her lemonade glass and put it on the little wood table that separated their chairs. I know how you like to keep secrets, Cordelia Gray, and I am not above listening to you talk in your sleep to find them out. Me? I got nothing to hide, Cordelia replied, with a rakish and somewhat disingenuous innocence, and swung her legs over the side of the chaise. She stood and walked quickly across the hot pool deck. For a moment, she paused at the water's edge, gazing up at the main house with its flights of stone steps zigzagging to its back entry. There was a time when that facade only made her think of her father and his sad end, and the terrible way she'd betrayed him. But as the days passed, she'd begun to see that he'd died with dignity, happy to have his daughter home, and that the house was a legacy of the fantastical life he had imagined for himself and then made real. It was as shimmering and solid now as on the nights he had thrown his famous parties there, and it remained a safe haven to his two children, Cordelia, who had only been reunited with him in May, and Charlie, who was now running the bootlegging business that had made Darius Gray rich and famous. A ripple of gratitude passed over Cordelia, and she even smiled a little to think how satisfied Darius would be to know his offspring were still sheltered under that fine roof. Then she sprang forward, her arms overhead so that her body went like an arrow into the cool water. Beneath the surface, there was true silence and she sailed forward on the momentum of her dive as long as she could. It was serene and quiet, and she remembered that in her dream she had been flying. Cordelia came up for air and took three strong strokes to the end of the pool. She breathed in and pushed the strands of her hair away from her face. Then she realized that someone, not one of the girls, for it was a man's voice, was calling her name. As she pushed herself onto the edge and twisted around, she caught sight of him. One of Charlie's men was standing on the other side of the low, whitewashed wall that surrounded the pool. He was wearing an undershirt, darkened in places by sweat, and he was trying not to look at the girls in their revealing suits. Astrid was Charlie Gray's fiancée. No one would want to be accused of staring at his girl when she wasn't wearing much clothing. Sorry to interrupt, Miss Gray. Well, that's all right. She smiled at him, trying to remember his name. Victor. He smiled back, and she realized that he wasn't truly afraid, and that he was taking as much pleasure in the long July day as she was. Charlie's gang had the run of the place. There were always men who worked for her brother in one capacity or another, walking the lawns, guarding the gate, smoking around the card table, or sleeping in the attic. But she didn't mind. It was part of the life. And anyway, these men in sweat-stained undershirts had much better stories than the ones where she came from. That's all right, Victor. Charlie'd like to see you. Cordelia's eyes drifted to the lush greenery stretching out beyond the pool, the rolling hills and the shadows of trees growing long across the grass. The afternoon had been so tranquil and perfect. There had been no hurry about anything, and she had swum and joked with her best friend since just after breakfast. To go in so abruptly struck her as sad. Tell him I'll be up in a minute, she sighed, and turned toward the chaises. 
What did he want? Astrid asked, pushing herself up on slender arms when Cordelia returned to their little encampment. It's Charlie. I've got to go back to the house now. Cordelia pulled a linen tunic over her head and reached for a towel to wring out her hair. I suppose I ought to get out of the sun, too, Astrid said, her tone careless. I told my wretched mother I'd dine with them, you know, and I'll be late if I spend any more time baking. Let's meet up later, though, shouldn't we? Maybe put on something new and shiny and go into the city and dance till dawn? Letty, don't you move. The maid will come down and collect all this. She gestured at the tray of sandwiches and the lemonade pitcher and piles of magazines that lay around their chairs. You should stay and enjoy the rest of the day. Then Astrid put her arm around Cordelia's waist, tipped her hat forward, and the two began to climb the hill toward the house arm in arm.